We've been on a topic here for some uh, weeks now called Victory Over Death. And uh, we want to continue on that this morning. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15 and uh, 54. Well, let's back up to verse 51. He said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Anybody looking forward to that? It's going to happen quick. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. How many know sure as you're sitting here and more so, that trumpet's going to sound. We're going to hear it. Something's going to happen. We're going to be changed. The dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Everybody said out loud, we shall be changed. Say, I shall be changed. He said, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall I put on incorruption, and this mortal shall I put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. One translation says it is gulped. Death was gulped up. What gulped it up? Victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody say that out loud. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Now this verse has been quoted in reference to victory over physical problems, financial woes, whatever the case might be, different bondages and oppressions, and I believe it's applicable. But specifically speaking, he's talking about in this chapter, victory over death. Victory over death. Have we been given through Jesus victory over death? Yes, we have. In Hebrews, the second chapter, they'll put it up on the screen for us. But Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14, it says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he, Jesus himself, likewise took part of the same, that through death he, Jesus, might destroy him that had the power of, the de of death, that is the devil. Did he do it? It was necessary for the master to die, to redeem us. And he had to take on flesh just like we have so that that could happen, so he could die. And he did it that he might destroy the one who had the power of death. Did he do it? Yes. He did it. And notice the results for us in verse 15. And through doing that, deliver them. Did he deliver them? them being us. Did he deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage? 
Fear of death uh, renders you bound. And if you don't get free from death and free from the, excuse me, free from the fear of death and the fear of dying, you will go through life hampered, restricted, with all these phobias. There's things you won't do and there's things you'll, you'll do that you shouldn't do. Why? Try, afraid you'll die. There are people that'll do it. They'll spend every dime they've got. They'll compromise their values uh, to, to hold on to one more day down here. Like this is all that there is. And it's sad that so many people and so many Christians are, are, are terrified of dying. They're afraid to die. And you don't have to be. I said you don't have to be. People don't like talking about dying. But we're going to talk about it. We've been talking about it. We're going to talk about it some more today. We're going to get excited about it. Dying? Yeah. There's some 7 billion or so people on the planet, they tell us. And with that many people, you've got a lot of people dying every day. Somewhere on the planet, you've got a lot of people being born every day. If you could back off and see in the Spirit, you'd see uh, all these arrivals coming. I think they say something like 300 some thousand births a day somewhere on the planet. And about 155,000 departures. People dying every day. Almost two people die every second somewhere on the planet. Let's do it again. Two more. Right? Two more. What? Two, two more people just died somewhere on the planet. It's the way of all the earth. People talk like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make it. They may die. Let me help you with that. They are going to die <laughs> soon and very soon. You, everybody you know, your dog, your cat, your goldfish, your flowers, right? It is the way of all the earth. And you're not ready to live until you're no longer afraid to die. We got a job to do. We're here for a purpose, for a reason. We need to find our job and call. We need to pursue it with everything that's within us. And then soon and very soon we need to realize we're going to hit the finish line. And it's going to be time to leave here. Right? And that shouldn't scare us. Shouldn't bother us. What happens when you die? Well, Ecclesiastes says that the, the body, the dust returns to the earth and the spirit returns to God. Who created? The Bible tells us that, you know, dying, the spirit leaves the body. It's just like pulling your hand out of a glove, just like pulling your foot out of a boot when your spirit leaves your body. Well, you, you, your body without your spirit is dead. Sometimes people have said, well, if you never got sick, how would you die? Well, if you pull your hand out of a glove, do you have to stab it or, or shoot it to get it to quit moving? <laughs> it ain't got any life in it. If your spirit leaves your body, it will be dead. <laughs> and the Bible, people talk about, well, sorry about your loss. Sorry about your loss. And they use the word loss continuously in connection with death. But if they're a child of God, the Bible said, Paul said, for me to depart and be with Christ is gain. Yeah. 
It's not lost. Yeah, but we lost them. Well, you don't cry and sorrow like those who have no hope because a relative moved to Arkansas or California or even to somewhere in Europe. So we lost them. They're over there in Texas now. <laughs> Never seen them. They're just in a different place. You didn't lose them forever. How many believe heaven is just as real as Texas? or Arkansas, or somewhere else, just much nicer. And we got family there, we got people there. And, and this is not imaginary, this is real. I said, this is real. And soon and very soon, you and I are going to breathe our last, and we're going to slip out of our body. And it's not something to be afraid of. You need to be prepared for it. In fact, I want to talk to you this morning about how to do it. How to die. Awesome. Right. <laughs> Are you interested in this at all? How to die right. The scripture said in, uh, let's see, um, in Hebrews 11, why don't you turn there and we'll be talking about some other things while you do. Put up on the screen for us Numbers 2310. You're going to Hebrews 11. You're going to Hebrews 11. Numbers 23.10, the scripture says this, last part of it, Let me die the death of the righteous, and let my last end be like his. Friend, I want you to know, according to the word, there's a right way to die, and there's a wrong way to die. There's a right season to die, and there's a wrong season to die. People say, well, you know, it's appointed unto man a time to die. Actually, that's a misquote. That's not what that verse says. Put it up on the screen for us, uh, Hebrews 9, is it 9.27, I believe? Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed unto men what? Not a time, what? Once. Somebody says, well, why? You can't die more than once. Oh, yeah. The Bible talks about the second death. And those in Christ, the second death has no power over them. It's appointed unto men, what? Once. One time. It's not uh, 1235 on a Thursday afternoon and when your number comes up, that's it buddy, you're out of here. That's not true. People have invented that. In fact, if you study the scripture, you'll find that there are things you can do that will lengthen your days. Add years of life to you. Don't take my word for it, study it out. Numerous scriptures along this line in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and other places. There are things that you can do that will shorten your life. The psalmist said, bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days. There are things you can do, cut your life in half. And it wasn't God's will, it wasn't God's plan. And uh, the scripture says, Psalm 91, with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. And uh, there are things we can do, like we said, like the scripture said, that will add years of life and quality time to your life. I mean, if you live uh, to be 125, 
It's going to come and go quick. And soon and very soon, that time will be up and it will be time to go. But he said, let me die the death of the righteous. Not die the death of the wicked. Die the death of the righteous. Let my last end, let me, let me go like the righteous go. Well, how about praying that out loud, everybody? Say it out loud. Let me die the death of the righteous. Let my last end be like his. Amen. Help me, Lord, to die right, to die in the right season. In Job, the scripture said, you'll come to your grave in a, in a full old age like a shock of corn comes in his season. There is a right season to go. It's not 1235 on a Thursday afternoon and it's a time set in concrete no matter what you do. No, there's time when the corn's not ready to pull, right? It's green. It's immature. It's not developed. But then there's a time when the corn's fully developed and the husk, excuse me, yeah, the husk is dry and it's the perfect time to go. Right? And there will come a time, the Lord tarries is coming, that you and I will live out our life, we'll run our whole race and course, and we'll just know it's, it's time to go. Time to go. And you can go the way the righteous go. In Hebrews 11, notice what the scripture says about this. Hebrews 11:13, talking about all the heroes of faith mentioned in Hebrews 11. How did they die? How did they die? These all died in faith. That shouldn't be a shock to us, should it? Hmm? Without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. But faith pleases Him. And faith is the victory that overcomes the world. The just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by by faith, guess what? The just die by faith. By faith. Faith is the victory. You show me a man or woman full of faith, I'll show you a man or woman who's not depressed, who's not defeated, who's not scared. Did you hear me? The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory, the spirit of the overcomer. You face death in faith. Come on, everybody said out loud, if the Lord tears is coming, I will die in faith. Not fear, not fear. I'm going to die in faith. I'm going to die in faith. I'm going to die like the righteous die. There's a right way to die. There's a wrong way to die. In John 21, Jesus talked to Peter about when he was going to go. And in verse 19, John 21, 19, he said, this spake he signifying by what death he should what? Glorify. Glorify God. If we die right, we die in faith, it glorifies God. Amen. You believe that? Yes. Go to Philippians 1, please. 
We're going to die in faith. We're going to die like the righteous die. We're going to glorify God. Not just as we live here. We're going to glorify God as we leave here. Right? So the people that saw us die, was there when we died, or heard about us dying, well, well, when they think about it, when they see it, they'll go, glory to God. Glory to God. Now that's the way to die. That's the way to go. Philippians 1. And let's back up, what about verse 18 or so? No, I tell you what, let's just start at verse uh, 20. He said, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, that's a faith word, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Whether I live, whether I die, the Lord's going to be glorified in my body. Verse 21, for to me to live is Christ, and the Lord gets glory that way. And for me to die is gain, and the Lord gets glory that way too. Thanks be unto God. We can glorify God in our deaths. Let me read some examples. Let's talk about the way the, some of the patriarchs went, some of the examples of faith. You don't have to turn there, just, you can just listen. In Genesis 25, 8, Genesis 25, 8, we see Abraham's departure. In verse 8, Abraham did what? Now this is a King James phrase. He gave up the ghost. Ghost is the word for spirit. Gave up the spirit or yielded the spirit. What happened? The spirit left the body. He died in a good old age, an old man. When the Bible calls you old, you old. <laughs> Full of years <laughs> and was gathered to his people. Was it just the end? Black? Nothing. No, he went to see his kinfolks. Right? Which is what you're going to do. And I'm going to do in just a few days. It's going to be wonderful. Anybody got, anybody got family over there? Grandmas, grandpas, mamas, daddies, siblings, friends. You know who else you got over there? You got family you have never met. You got great, 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 great grandpa Jimbo. You didn't even know existed. Huh? And great, 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 great Aunt Martha. And besides that, everybody there is family. You're going to get to talk to Abraham, Hallelujah. Moses, Amen. David, Paul, and of course your big brother, <laughs> the master. <laughs> why should we dread that? I said, why should we dread that? We ought to wish, if you believe, you don't. Dreading it and being afraid of that is acting like an unbeliever. No. The Bible said, let me read some other translations of that. 
The New Living says he died at a ripe old age. Having lived a long and satisfying life, he breathed his last and joined his ancestors. Somebody say glory to God. The Amplified says Abraham's spirit was released. He died at a good, ample, full old age, an old man, satisfied, satiated, and was gathered to his people. This is scriptural, isn't it? With long life I will satisfy. We need to keep living. That if it means overcoming sickness, you overcome it. If it means overcoming challenges, you overcome them. Right? You keep living until you have the sense, I've done it. I've run my whole race. I've finished my whole course. I've seen everything I'm supposed to see. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. Now, just because you get tired of things and you get weary of things doesn't mean it's time to check out. I'm talking about when you get through. It's easy to give up and quit. And a lot of people that could have overcome and could have been healed and could have lived years longer just got tired and quit. And unless you've been there, don't judge them. Because things can be wearing and, and you can get to a point where you just get so weary. It just sounds a whole lot better to go on home and be with the Lord than to keep doing this. But life is so brief to start with. There's no need to cut it short. You'll go soon enough. And you got a job to do. And you do matter. The devil's a liar. It, you do matter. It matters that you're here doing what you are supposed to do. And if you hadn't been doing it, all the more reason to stay longer and get some fruit before you get out of here. Try to make up for some lost time, right? Don't leave early. Don't quit. Don't give up. Run your whole race. Finish your course. Be strong. Have courage. Stick it out. Hmm? It'll be done soon enough. Soon enough. Isaac also, the Bible said in Genesis 35... Genesis 35, 29, Isaac gave up the ghost and died and was gathered to his people being old and full of days. Genesis 49 says about Jacob's departure. I particularly like this. Jacob knew he was, getting, he was close to going, so he calls all his kids in. And for this whole chapter, if you read the thing, he prophesied to them, he talked to them, about what was going to happen later, about what they needed to do, about the blessing of God, warned them about some things. Right? Genesis 49.1 and, and verse 33 rather, 49.33, and when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. He prophesied to them. He talked to them. He prayed over them. He looked at them. He said, y'all got that? <laughs> he said, yeah, daddy. He said, that's great. He pulled his feet up into bed. He looked at them and went, <sighs> spirit left his body. Amen. Glory to God. And went to see his daddy. <laughs> His granddaddy, all his folks, right? Hmm. Thanks be unto God. Said out loud, let me die, let me die. 
the death of the righteous. Let my last end, my last day, my last moments be like his, like the righteous. Thank you, Lord. You know, uh, Jesus is the greatest example of how to die, right? Even in the most trying of, of circumstances and situation, look in Luke 23. Luke 23. He's hanging on the cross, paying for our sins, redeeming us. He's moments away from dying. And in Luke 23, 43, when the uh, thief on one side asked him to remember him, he said, Verily I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. Is there something glorious to look forward to? Hmm? And when you realize the Ecclesiastes says the day of one's death is better than the day of your birth. Why? Because when you're arriving, you got all this to go through and get through with. Right? But when you're dying, hey, you're out of here. You say, man, y'all do good. <laughs> Glad I'm not just starting out in this thing. <laughs> we'll be rooting you on from the grandstands. And uh, I'm going to go now. Bye. <laughs> and in verse... Uh, 44, it was about the sixth hour there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour, and the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, notice what he said, Father, into your hands I commend, a lot of translations say commit, my spirit. This is how you go, friends. This is what you believe. This is what you say. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said that, he gave up the ghost. He yielded the spirit. The spirit left the body. God's word translation says it like this in verse 46. Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. That, that word is translated commend here. It means to present to and it means to entrust with. Your, your spirit, your soul is the most precious thing you have. It's what you are. The Bible said if a man gain the whole world and lose his soul, what does he gain? And when it comes time to breathe your last, we haven't done this before. And so the unknown, there is the temptation to be afraid. But we're going to die not in fear. We're going to die in faith. Make up your mind right now, this is how I'm going. The Lord tarries is coming, and I die before he comes. This is how I'm going. I'm going like the master went. Right? And when I realize this is my last breath, by faith, whether I say it outside or whether I say it inside, by faith I'm going to say, okay, Father, here, here's my spirit. I'm trusting you. 
with what happens next. Here's, here's, my, here's my spirit. Here's my essence. Here's my life. Coming back to you. And I'm trusting you that I'm going to be fine and better than fine. So here we go. <laughs> Father, into your hands, I entrust my spirit. Let's go ahead and practice it a time or two. Say, Father, Father into your hands, I entrust my spirit. That's what you want to believe. That's what you want to say and do when the last moment comes. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Master. You commit it to Him. And can you trust Him? Can we trust Him? Are we going to be okay? We are. We're going to be better than okay. We're going to glorify God in our life and in our death. In Romans 14, notice this. Romans 14 and 7. Romans 14, 7. None of us lives to himself and no man dies to himself. I'm not dying to myself or by myself. For whether we live, verse 8, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. Right? As I live, I'm His. When I die, I'm His. Right? I live with Him and I die with Him. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 10 talks about this. First Thessalonians 5, 10, He died for us that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. I know I've said it repeatedly. Let me say it again. To to be present in the body is what? To be absent from the Lord. And to leave the body and depart the body is to what? Is to be present with the Lord. Absent from the body, but present with the Lord. And Psalm 116 Fifth, verse 15, Psalm 116, 15, the Lord describes what this is to him. What does he say it is? Ugly, awful, scary, <laughs> terrible. Huh? What does the Lord say about when it comes time for me and you to leave here, come to be with him? It says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Are you his? You one of his? Now this is a thought. Isn't this a thought? When the Father, who knows everything, knows the end from the beginning, and knows you're just about to leave the body on earth and come to be with him in his presence personally, and it's precious to him that his baby is coming to be with him now. It pleases him, and it is precious and valuable to him. He's been with us. We've been with him by faith. And we've experienced the presence of his spirit. But we have not experienced being at his throne. Hmm? 
And like we've talked about, you know, earlier, uh, Jesus, I mean, you know, you've been hugged, but when the Alpha and Omega hugs you, And when, think about your relatives, I'm sure they'll know some of this, and amongst your friends and relatives, they'll say, Susie's coming, Susie's coming. And they'll all be there to meet you. Joe's coming, Bobby's coming, Bobby's coming. And the father thinks about you, and is precious to him. And he's glad to see you come. Is that terrifying? Is that awful? Said out loud, precious, precious. In, the sight of the Lord in the sight of the Lord is my death, is my death. When, I come to be with him. when I come to be with him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now I want to hear something out. I want to hear a response out of you, soldiers of the Lamb. How are you going to die? Come on, help me out. Hmm? Do you know how to die? Yes, you do. You die just like you live. In faith. By faith. With courage. With confidence. Knowing he'll be right there. Knowing what's waiting for you on the other side. No fear. Just faith. And at the right time, whether you say it inside yourself or you say it out loud, you say, Father, into your hands. I entrust my spirit. And you yield up the spirit, you get out of here. Glory to God. Woo. <laughs> 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 I just saw it in the spirit. I saw some folks. Mm, okay. Two more. <laughs> right? Two more. This is the way of all the earth. It's not something to, you know, most folks just watch too much TV. And they read and hear too much junk, and it's affected the mind. And so you look at death like the unsaved world looks at death, and you... Mm. No, get these truths in your heart, in your mind, in your mouth. Talk them the rest of the day. Talk them tonight. Talk them tomorrow. Get these CDs and DVDs and download them and feed your faith until it just becomes a permanent engraved part in your heart so that you just think like this. And I'm telling you, you will be a strength to your family. Through every home going, through every funeral, through every situation, when people are cracking and falling apart, you'll come into it and you'll bring your faith with you. And it will be a stabilizer and it'll be a strength to the whole family and to the whole situation. I was telling Dave the other day, when my, when my dad had that massive heart attack, he, he got healed and lived years after that. But it, when it first happened and he went to the doctor, and I flew in and was with him, uh, the doctor pulled me aside. And I didn't know this man. He was, a, uh, he was a very accomplished individual in his area. And he began to try to impress upon me the seriousness of the situation. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, he didn't know me. I didn't know him. But it felt like he's trying to put fear in me. And I don't respond well to that. <laughs> I just ain't going to take it. <laughs> Ever. 
Uh, but I, you know, I didn't get ugly with him. I don't mean that at all. But, uh, but I just di I did not receive any fear. And he kept telling me, you know, this is wrong and this is wrong. And if he doesn't do it, he's, because my dad, he wasn't real big on doing every procedure they wanted him to do. And, and so uh, he's trying to tell me he's got to do this and he's got to do this. And, and I said, well, I said, sir, I said, you know, he may not do all of that. And boy, he raised his voice. He said, don't you understand? He'll die. I said, he's not afraid to die. And he was shy. He just <laughs> took a step back and he looked at me like, He'd never heard anything like that before. Like he didn't know what to do with me. Because <laughs> if you're not afraid to die, it changes everything. Come on, are y'all with me? He did a few things, but a lot of things he didn't do. But God healed him. He completely recovered and lived for years before he went home later. I want everybody to say it. I am not afraid, I am not afraid to, die. to die. I live in faith. I live in no, fear. no fear. I'll die in faith. Die in faith. No, fear. no fear. Thanks be unto God, be unto God. Who, gives me the victory who gives me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Stand on your feet, everybody.